Hebrews 10, 19 through 25. Uh, I titled this message, Return to God. We're returning back to our, you know, we're done with our vacations. We're getting close to it. Kids are back in school. It's time to get your family back in church. Um, you know, I believe that we'll find a way to get here or we'll make an excuse for it. I'll go over here then. We'll find a way to get here. Or we'll make an excuse for it. Thank you. I'll deal with you guys later. Uh, let's read and see what's going on here. And uh, um, I'll tell you what, before we get in there, I want to thank all the ladies for being the ladies' retreat. And some of them are back here and all that. Great retreat. Uh, men's retreat sign-ups out there. Uh, you probably got to see the table and a lot of the giveaways. Uh, make sure that you sign up uh, today. Uh, if you haven't signed up, uh, call up and ask somebody to sign you up because this is going to be the last week in the sign-up because i got a call in for the food. Uh, we're getting a super-sized salad and some tofu. No, there won't be any salad. There won't be any tofu. Amen. Just meat and potato and eggs and hot coffee. Amen. <laughs> Hallelujah. Uh, therefore, brothers, since we have confidence to enter the holy places by the blood of Jesus, by the new and living way that he opened for us through the curtain, that is through his flesh. And since we have a great priest over the house of God, let us draw near with a true heart and full assurance of faith uh, with our hearts sprinkled clean from an evil conscience and our bodies washed with pure water. Amen? Uh, so I want to kind of shed some light on what's going on here. Um, Paul's writing this particular chapter, you know, really the whole book, if you will, but for sure this, if we can kind of laser focus and just drill down on this chapter, uh, it's about Jesus uh, dying once and for all for the sin debt that we owe. It's pretty, it's pretty simple. Uh, there's no way of, uh, of getting this wrong unless you have decided not to make a choice for Christ. Um, did anybody, anybody deal with the heat the last like four days or anything? All you guys from St. Louis, if you got hot... I mean, like four days of that or whatever. Um, I want to warn you, uh, hell's hotter. Yeah. Hell's hotter. And you did everything, and you and you and you did all. And we, I, people are just cracking their door, you know, just kind of looking outside and closing it. <laughs> everything we could possibly do. Not to be out in the heat. You know, I'll be honest with you. I think sweating's a good thing. It gets rid of the impurities. I know in the Western world, we kind of get away from the, the sweating part, but actually it's good for you. Um, I want to let you know that um, if you were that uncomfortable, you should be that uncomfortable if you have loved ones that aren't saved. 
Because I'm telling you what, there's no escaping the flames of hell if you haven't chose Jesus. And that's, that's not just a scare tactic. Those are the facts. Um, I'll tell you what. We can kind of look around and, and, and see that things are getting close. It says, uh, 23, just a couple verses. It says, let us hold fast the confession of our hope without wavering, for he who promised is faithful. So whatever it is you're going through, God is faithful. God is faithful for whatever you're going through. You guys, you guys, you guys, you guys, and everybody who's out watching the broadcast today. Whatever you're going through, and, and some of it's pretty thick, and, and I know some of your situations, and some of it's pretty, pretty real, and, it, and it's real this morning. We'll pray for you right now before we go any further. Just raise your hand. Close your eyes. You don't even look around. Just you raising your hand acknowledges that you got something going on. Just pray with me. Lord Jesus, you can just see that there's people here that just need you desperately. And we pray for a sweet release of your Holy Spirit to help them in their time of need. Uh, and we pray this with them and and, and partner our faith with them in Jesus' name. Amen. amen. Um, let me finish my thought here. And you can turn me down because I'm going I'm to turn on my preacher's voice today. Um, let us, I'm in 24, and let us consider how to stir one another up to love and to good works, not neglecting the meeting together as is the habit of some, but encouraging one another all the more as you see the day drawing near. So the day, capital D, mean the day when Jesus is coming back. We need to be ready for that. We, uh, we know that he's faithful. And what we need to consider now is how to stir one another up. And we need to make sure that we're meeting together. So church service today, again, may not just be about you, but you being here so you can stir someone else up so they can get saved the same way you got saved. That person sitting next to you, it might be them that's getting saved today. It might be them that's getting their problems solved. It's them that's getting their marriage together. Them that's getting rid of their addiction. Them that's getting rid of their disease. Them that's getting rid of their mental torments. You're there to stir them up. Yeah. Amen? Amen. Uh, I always kind of remind people when you're stirring somebody up, it's kind of, does anybody remember the cabbage patch? <laughs> oh, you don't want me to do that? <laughs> then you better start praying. Let's go to the Lord and pray. You don't need that visual again. Lord, we need to do whatever it takes to stir our family up, our children up, our grandchildren, our spouse. Lord, we need, to, we need you to help us do whatever it takes to stir this country up to where we come back to you. Lord, we, we, need, Lord, we need a revival in the United States. We need you to come here and baptize this place. We, we, need you, we need you to do a miracle. And we're trusting in you and believing in you. And Lord God, today as we lift up your name, we lift up the offering to you and pray that you find it pleasing to you. And we pray this in Jesus' name, amen.
Putting your hands together. Hallelujah. Let the basket get by you. All right. Psalm 51. Uh, I don't mean to spoil the surprise, but uh, Pastor Mark and his uh, wonderful wife are teaching love and respect. And I think, does this start next week? Next week. He's going to be up here after I'm done and he'll do some real preaching and tell you that your marriage uh, doesn't, it's, you don't go to marriage conferences because your marriage is broken necessarily. You go there so it doesn't get broken. It's just, it's no different than getting your oil changed or going and getting a tune-up or whatever. I go to as many marriage conferences as I can. I love it. This one here is a really, really good one. He'll tell you all about it uh, when I get done here. It's called Love and Respect, and uh, it's just wonderful. Let's pray for the message. If you got a copy of the Bible, put your hands on it, Lord. Uh, this one here is juicy. It's, uh, it's, it's thick. Uh, it's weighty. It's true, and it's powerful. So we're praying that my words today would be your words, delivered through the power of the Holy Spirit. So touch the lives that are listening. In thy name of Jesus, amen. amen. So I'll give you a little backstory on Psalm 51. So King David, uh, you know power is a good thing when it's handled correctly. If you and, and when it's handled incorrectly, you can see what happens. And just amen if you even know what I'm talking about a little bit. You can, I can just look around. You can just look around and go, there's some people in authority that are wielding power that don't know how to use it. And, and it's... Pastor Jay, this has been going on for thousands of years. It's abuse of power. King David uh, had an issue, and this story is about him repenting uh, of his relationship uh, with Bathsheba. So King David denied his eyes nothing the same way his son Solomon did. That's a dangerous thing to be able to look upon something and know that you can have it at the snap of a finger. And let's just be thankful for unanswered prayers. We'll start, we'll start easy so we don't pull a muscle. Let's just, let's just be, just, just close your eyes while I deliver this to you. Thank God, ladies, that you didn't marry that ding-dong. Open your eyes, look at me. That dude's crazier than a pet squirrel. He, he just, he's still, still whatever. And guys, pra praise God that he didn't put a million dollars in your bank accounts. Ladies, applaud to that. He'd be dead right now. Uh, so, so after this, so he go get go get uh, Bathsheba, and then they get in this relationship. And, and, and King David had all kinds of babies; he just had a pile of them. If you used to do any research on it, you find out he had plenty of children. Uh, that was a, that was an issue with King David. 
Um, so he's with Bathsheba, and uh, she's married. You can say, oh, me at any time. We got to do something with him. We got to do something with that guy. So this is what sin will do is it'll take you out further than you want to go and drive you like a taxi. So he's got to do something with the guy. So he, he's making up this scheme. Pastor Mark, he's putting Uriah, when they go into battle, let's put him on the, do this with me, air quotes, front line. So he was killed in the line of duty. And he was trying, if you read the story, he's actually trying to be faithful to King David. But King David turns on him like a dog. So when all of this comes down on him, like the way it's coming down on some of you this morning, this is when you turn back to the Lord, plead your case, ask for forgiveness, and get delivered of what you're under. You want, hey, you want to know why? You want to know why you're under some of the things you're under is because you haven't asked God to cleanse the part of your life that needs to be cleansed. We'll just go through this, and, and, and if it mows your lawn, that's just the way it is. Have mercy on me, O oh God. Mercy is not getting something that you actually deserve. According to your steadfast love, according to your abundant mercy, blot out my transgressions. That means get rid of my violations I have towards you. Get rid of them. I know they're very offensive. They're weighty. You don't like it. I want them out of my life. Say that with me. I want it out of my life. You got you to do this. You got to tell, do some gesture that God knows you mean. I want it out of my life. I'm, I'm tired of dealing with it. I'm tired of dealing. I'm tired of dealing with it. Let's quit playing games when we come to church. Just go. You know what? I don't want to deal with it anymore. It's too weighty, and I know it's offensive towards you. Amen. Let's don't say hallelujah here, and then go, and then go out there and live like that. We can't do that anymore. We're too grown up in the Lord to do games. Amen. The Lord draweth nine. We need to be ready. Wash me thoroughly from my iniquity, iniquity's gross immoral behavior, and cleanse me from my sin. For I know my transgressions, just like you know your transgressions, just like I know my transgressions. I know the violations that I've committed before the Lord because the Spirit of God lives inside of me. That's the conviction that I get instantly. And once you grow up in Christ, you know when you've sinned against him automatically. It's like, wham! It's like your mom jumping up from the dinner table and smacking you across the head. I know they don't do that in 2023, but back in the 60s, my mom could jump. My mom could jump out of the chair with curlers in her hair and pull. I mean, just do do this with me, Arlene. Could she? If she couldn't reach you, she'd grab something off the table. Amen? Amen. Okay, don't come to the church and act like, well, my mom didn't do that. Yes, she did. Yes, she did. I'm glad that I'm in a church that understands what's what. I mean, I'm just glad that I'm here so we can cut through the, through the smoke. We don't, need, we don't need a religious get up. 
to try to impress anybody. The only person I'm trying to impress when I get out of bed is Almighty God. Hey, church, and if you offend somebody this morning, just make sure it ain't God. Look at your neighbor say, I'm not going to be a people pleaser anymore. (laughs) Are you okay? You okay? Anybody need to hug a puppy? Hey, look at your neighbor and say, this is a safe place. This is a safe place right here. Uh, against, I'm in four. It says, against you and you only I have sinned and done what is evil in your sight so that you may be justified in your words and blameless in your judgment. Behold, I was brought forth. So here it is. You know, we all have children. We all have grandchildren. We all love them. And they're the cutest thing that ever has happened in the whole world revolves around them and the sun rises and sets there with them. Amen. Amen. Let's see what let's see what David says is factual. Behold, I was brought forth in iniquity, and in sin did my mother conceive me. Just say oops and I'll keep going. Behold, you delight in the truth and the inward being, you teach me wisdom in the secret heart. So we was brought into this world, you was birthed in iniquity, and you have a sinful nature. We know that because you tell the kids, no, 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 say it with me, no, practice if you're a new mom, no, 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 just get, just play, just my mom could just play it, no. And then... If you're really cute, you can walk over towards the china table and then look back at you. <laughs> Don't touch that. And you, the sinful nature, even at two years old, wants to... You, the two-year-old knows they ain't supposed to touch it, but they want to touch it anyways because that's their, that's their nature. Amen? Amen. So when somebody comes to you that doesn't believe in Christ, want to know why God was so mean, this, that, and the other, that's what Adam and Eve did. God said, don't touch that one. They go, well, that's the one that I want. Amen? Amen? It's that one that could end you up in trouble. We need to get rid of that today in our lives, can we? So here's what he says about in 5170. He says, purge me with the hyssop and I shall be clean. Purge me means abrupt removal. That means I don't need to play with it like a cat and mouse. I need to bat it back and forth. If it's something wrong and something's in my life, God, I need you to purge it from my life. Get rid of it right now, not tomorrow, not next week, not after the barbecue, not after this. I need to get rid of it right now. (laughs) Right after this next party. (laughs) Do you ever do that? We're going to make a covenant, but like not right now. Because Super Bowl's coming, or do do Labor Day with me. After Labor Day, we're going to do it. No, you're not. You're going to keep kicking the can down the road, and you sin because you want to. You like it. 
David knows that it's offensive. He says, purge me from it. Get rid of it out of my life. Get abrupt removal. Wash me and I shall be whiter than snow. Let me hear joy and gladness and let your bones that you have broken rejoice. God can break you down so low that the only place you have to look is up. If you know what I'm talking about, say amen. He'll break you and break you and break you and break you until all you got to do is look up. And I think as Christians, we need to quit rewarding bad behavior. Amen. We, need to allow, we need to allow our children and some of our friends to be broken down so God can restore them. We just keep feeding this machine over and over again, and we try to do it under the banner of love, but that's no love at all. If you really love someone, you'll tell them the truth. Amen. Let's quit lying to each other. You know what's bad for your family and for your children, don't you, church? Here's what he says in verse 9. Hide your face from my sin and blot out my iniquities. Listen to this. This is the key to the ending here. Create in me a clean heart, O God, and renew a right spirit within me. That's going to be here at the end, so be ready for that. Circle that if you have a Bible. Cast me not away from your presence and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Well, I'm, going to ask, I'm going to ask Lynn to bring the house lights down because I'm going to make a point here, and I want you to see me on this. And I've preached on this before, and I, I just have to say this. So here's King David preaching out of the Old Testament. He says, cast not me away from your presence. I don't want to leave your presence, God, and, and take not your Holy Spirit from me. Because if I'm not full of the Spirit of God, I'm just an empty shell of a man or a woman. Here's the deal. Without the power of the Holy Spirit, you have nothing. He's the third person in the Trinity. And, and if you're full of the Holy Spirit, that means you're born again. If you're not full of the Holy Spirit, that means you're not born again. He said, whatever you do, and, and back in these times, the Holy Spirit was only available in certain instances and only certain people had it for certain situations. King David said, I know your Holy Spirit. It lives within me. Don't take that from me because I know I'd be just a shell of a man. Do not take your Holy Spirit from me. I need it. I want it. I desire it. I love the power. I drink from the living well. I know I don't want the Spirit to be gone. And here we are, are living under grace. And people fly their sin in the face of God every day. You better be careful of what banner you stand underneath. You know the sin that kicked Satan out of heaven was pride. You, you float that out there. Float that out there today because, that, because that's, that's what's going on out there today. People are just going to do whatever they want to do and they call it pride. You know what God calls it? He calls it sin. And if you're too proud to come to God, that's where he leaves you. Turn the lights back up, please. Restore to me the joy of your salvation and uphold me with a willing spirit. Then I will teach transgressors your way and sinners will return to you. Deliver me from my blood guiltness, O God, O God of my salvation, and my tongue will sing aloud your righteousness. O Lord, open my lips and my mouth and declare your praise. Listen to these last two verses. For you will not delight in sacrifice or I would give it. You will not be pleased with a burnt offering. 
Now think about that for just a second. You're not going to be pleased with the burnt offering. What do you mean you're not going to be pleased with the burnt offering? I thought that's what you wanted. I thought you wanted these. I thought you wanted a sacrifice. Although we, in the Old Testament, we had to sacrifice bulls. We had to sacrifice pigeons and sacrifice all these animals for the sin. And the answer lies here in the last verse. Stand with me and I'll give it to you. Let's see, we do. he doesn't want sacrifices, but isn't that what the Old Testament's all about? Is the, is the high priest and, and all this and the temple and the, and the veil and they're making sacrifices for the, the community's sin? Isn't that what he wants? He wants blood sacrifices so our sin would be taken care of and blotted out until Jesus came? Let's see, here's the answer. Verse 17 says, The sacrifices of God are a broken spirit and a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. So what does this mean? God is not looking for another sacrifice. Jesus died once and for all. What God is looking for is obedience. Well, well, I like being obedient, Lupke, only on Sunday. Just Sunday. Woo! Hallelujah! But when I leave here, man, I'm going to sin like the devil. I'm do it my way. Here's the, here's the deal. I'll just tell you. I can only get behind my kids and my grandkids' things when they're following the Lord. If they're not following the Lord, I can't get behind it. I just, I can't get behind it. And I've told you this many, many times. And all you guys, I'm behind everything you do in the name of Jesus. You want to do this and do that? I want to be a biggest supporter of that in some way that I can. I love doing that. I love supporting people that are in Christ. I love doing that. I love supporting other churches and other ministries. I love doing that. But what we want in the Western world now, Geeson, we want we want to do whatever we want, and we want God to bless it. Oh God, can you just wave a magic wand over my life? He ain't gonna do that when you're living like the devil. Would you do that with your kids? Did your mom do that when you was doing something wrong? Your dad? What the heck? Do this with me. So what are you thinking? You got to touch your head if you're a parent. Because that's, I mean, did, did you just do that? I'll tell you a story that I told you about. I was, I wasn't, you guys know I never made the honor roll. You can tell that by looking at me and go, that dude ain't on honor roll of anything. Back when I was in school, you kids don't know this, so don't tell anybody. They used to give report cards, J.D., and, and they, they would handwrite them sometimes, and then every once in a while the teacher would type it on a typewriter. Well, I was a master of disguise. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I could turn the F. Now look at me for a second. I could turn the F into an E. Now applaud real quick. Don't do that. Don't do that. And then bring it home to my dad, Mike Rankin. He said, that dog don't hunt here, son. 
that's what we do when we come in church. We got an F on a report card and we have our friends gather around us in pencil and an E. And God does this, do this with your finger. He said, man, I know what you've been doing, man. He said, you're trying to change the grade without consulting the teacher. The only way you can get the grade changed, the passing grade, is through the blood of Christ. He's not asking for sacrifices anymore. He wants you to be obedient. All he wants you to do is toe the line. Say, toe the line, Jack. You got to toe the line. Wouldn't you like it if the world was a little more reverent towards Christ? I mean, I'm just asking, I'm asking a question. Somebody answer this to me. You say, you must be living in a fantasy, Pastor Pat. I kind of am. I, I kind of live in a fantasy world because I was at a rodeo last night on Troy, Missouri. And when they, I'll tell you this, when they played the national anthem, the parking lot was for, from the rodeo all the way to the highway, and it didn't matter where you were at. Everybody stopped and looked at the flag, even in the field, all over everywhere. Everybody. All cowboys. And then when the announcer prayed before the rodeo started, they did the same thing. I like hanging out with cats like that. My money spins there. Here's the deal. I don't support the rest of that mess that's out there. and We don't even need to get into that. If you won't stand for the flag and, and pray before you play, I'll take my money some other place. All right, so let's do this. Maybe you've never given your life to Jesus Christ. Do you know that somebody's been praying for you? Somebody somewhere's probably been praying for you. That's probably how That's probably how how you got to church. Now what Jesus is wanting you to do is give your life over to him. I'm going to pray with you right now. So maybe that's you. Maybe you've never accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior. And you, you can almost feel him right now. I believe that you can feel him. And if he's tapping you on the shoulder, just say, I'm going to answer the call today. I want God to save my life. You just raise your hand and I'm going to pray for you right where you're at. Just raise your hand so I know who's praying. Keep the lights down. I'll pray for you. Just, I, want to, I want to give my life over to Jesus. Father God, I want to pray for all those who are here that have their hand raised and want to be born again. I pray that you come into their heart and I pray, Lord God, that you baptize them with your goodness and the power of your Holy Spirit. I pray, Lord God, that they recognize their sin as ever before you and the only way of getting rid is through the blood of Jesus Christ. And invite them into your heart and say, Dear God, I want you to help me live for you. I accept the free gift of salvation. Invite him into your life right now. And then for all the saints that are gathered here today, I want to pray for you that God would strengthen you. I want to pray for you today.
I want to pray. I want to start with my friend Bob. I want to pray for you, Brother Bob. And Bob, come up here, will you please, so we can pray for you. Just come up here. I want to pray for you guys. I love you guys. Bob, we love you. We love you, and I'm sorry about your loss. I love you, brother. Let's pray for my brother Bob. And he lost his wife the other day, and he lost his mom. Here, Lord God, I want to pray for this, this family. We love them, and I'm so sorry about their loss. We love these people, Lord God, and our, and our hearts are heavy for them today. I pray for them, Lord. I just pray for this brother right now in the name of Jesus. I know we love him. In thy name we pray, Lord. Amen.